Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Now today, I'm going to teach about uh, King Uziah. Amen. Amen. Now the Bible, uh, the kings of God, which is the kings of the kingdom of God, the verses God chose, uh, God intentionally made them documented certain things about them. Amen. And I know many of them know about King David, King Saul, and King Solomon. And I think many at times we speak about King David and King what? Uh, Solomon. Amen. As the greatest kings of God. Amen. Yes. But there's another one great king of God called King Uziah or Azariah, which um, from a pastor's point of view, we hardly speak about. And from a Christian point of view, hardly have I heard Christians or do we speak about King what? Uziah or Uzziah. Amen. He's also called Azarius. Amen. Sorry, Azariah. Amen. So today we are going to look at King Uziah. Uh, we are going to study about King Uziah and see what God will speak to us by King Uziah. Amen. Amen. Learn from it. Amen. Amen. Because let's not forget that the Bible said everything that has been written down has been written down to teach us. Amen. Amen. Um, let's read it. Romans, please. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Uh, please pick your Bible. Have your Bible. Open it. It's a church service. If you don't have your Bible, please get a Bible. Amen. Because it's important wherever you hear, you read it for yourself. Amen. When you read it, it, it makes a difference. It's different from when you don't read it. When you read it, in a certain sense, nobody can take it from you. Even if you've forgotten and someone tried to deceive you, you remember you read it what? yourself amen and as you read it your spiritual eyes is open as you read it to you god will even show you something that i will not even want speak about amen, amen. so romans chapter 15 verse 4 please let's amen. read it hallelujah amen amen romans 15 verse 4 says for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide we might have Okay. Amen. So the Bible says everything that was written down in the past was written down to what? Teach us. So everything in the Bible is to teach you something. Everything. Because God is one. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. He has not changed. He is the end and the beginning. He doesn't change. So he hasn't changed. Any part or aspect of his ways that has changed, the Bible tells us clearly that it has what changed. So the Bible, the scripture says everything that has been written down is to teach us, including, amen. So that's why we are going to look at King what? Yeah. Uziah, so that God will teach us 
from his word by King Uzziah's story. Amen. Because it's been written down to teach us some eternal truth, some spiritual truth, some physical truth. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. I want to show you so that as we begin to look at it, we are aware. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Timothy 3, verse 16. All scriptures, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Amen. Amen. So clearly say all scripture, meaning from Genesis to Revelation, is what? God brief is from God by God. And say it is useful for teaching, for correction, for rebuking. So every scripture is useful. Amen. Even the genealogy in Matthew is useful. The only thing may be you having, you don't have the revelation. The Bible is very deep. Amen. Amen. So every scripture is useful. There's no scripture, nothing in the word of God that is not what? Useful. Amen. Amen. I pray that you even begin to read the Psalms and understand it. Amen. Yes. When you begin to understand the Psalms, it will blow your mind. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Many people tell me they don't like Revelation. I pray that you be able to understand Revelation Amen. in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Because if you understand it, you enjoy it. If you don't understand it, then you will not enjoy it. So these two scriptures shows us clearly that everything in the Bible is for us. In fact, there's a scripture which we will not read today that says the things Jesus did and said is so much that it will not fit in any what book if it was to be written down. So that even shows us that whatever word, sentence, letters in the Bible is extremely what important because the top of the top is what has been what written down for us. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we are going to look at King Uzziah. He's one of the greatest kings of Israel. When you are taking the top three kings of Israel, you cannot reject Uzziah. He has to be among the top three. Amen. So if he is among the top three, then we must know him. Amen. Amen. But I think we don't know him. But I'm glad and privileged that God has opened door that today we will know him. Amen. Amen. So let's continue hitting the scriptures. Amen. Second Kings chapter 15 verse 1 to 3. So today I'm preaching about King Uzziah. We are looking at King Uzziah. Amen. He's also called Azariah. Amen. Second Kings 15 verse 1 to 3. Amen. Second Kings 15 verse 1 to 3. Amen. Hallelujah. 2 Kings 15, 1 to 3. In the 27th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Azariah, son of Amaziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jecoliah. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah, Amaziah had done. Amen. So Bible said King Uzziah began to reign at the age of 16 years, or King Azariah. So meaning he became a king when he was 16 years. And the Bible says he reigned for 52 years. 
The fact that he even reigned for 52 years means that he was successful, he was pleasing. Because when you study the Bible after King Solomon, all the kings of Israel and Judah reigned very short. Because if you come and you are not working with God, the enemy will get you to the crash. So reigning for 52 years even means that he was what? Successful. And the Bible clearly said that God was what? Happy with what? Mm -hmm. Him. Didn't the Bible say that? Yeah. Just read that part. Amen. Amen. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. Amen. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the Bible said he did what was what? Right. In, not, not in man's eyes. In the eyes of what? God. God. Yeah. Meaning God was pleased with him. Meaning as far as God was concerned, he did what was what? Right. For 52 years, from 16 to 52. No, he reigned, sorry, 52. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So the Bible said he did what was what? Right before God. So before God, he was what? Right. It's clearly there. But look at Let's continue to read. Amen. Read the five. Let's read the five. The same Second Kings chapter 15, verse 5. Amen. So Second Kings chapter 15, 1 to 3, said King Ozia did what was right in the sight of God, meaning God found him what? Right. He started reigning 16, and he reigned for 52 years. That's a success. Amen. Amen. But read the five. Let's read the five. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Second Kings chapter 15 verse 5. Mm -hmm. The Lord afflicted the king with leprosy until the day he died and he lived in a separate house. Jotham, the king's son, had charge of the palace and governed the people of the land. Amen. Amen. But, but, Second Kings chapter 15 verse 5 said this king that reigned for 52 years, king of God called Uziah, that God was happy with. But the Bible said, but God struck him with leprosy. Mm -hmm. And Bible said, the moment God struck him with leprosy, he, he stopped becoming a king. Mm -hmm. He was separated into another place. Mm -hmm. And Bible said, he died as a leper. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. What the question is, someone that God himself say, he was happy with his ways. What would cause God to strike him with leprosy? And now, being struck with leprosy in those days is like today, being struck with COVID and cancer together. Mm. Oh, yes. Because, you see, leprosy in those days has no cure. And it was contagious. So when you have leprosy, you cannot be with people other than that you what? All of them will become leper. And leprosy eat your skin. So the moment he had leprosy, that's why he was driven. He couldn't become king. I slept till he died in leprosy. And why I said it is like cancer and COVID-19 mixed together. COVID is contagious as well. Yeah. And cancer in a certain sense, when people get cancer, they die. The cancer kill them. There's no cure for it. So, but the Bible says it is God who struck his skin, Uziah, with this leprosy. And the Bible, Bible says, but this skin did, was right before God. So why would God strike someone, not just someone, his skin, who is or was right before him with leprosy till he died? That, that's the question. 
And as we study his life, we'll find out. And I pray that God will speak to you Amen. and minister to you Amen. and show you some mysteries and cure you of anything that would lead to your fall. Let's read the 6th, 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Amen. 2 mm -hmm. Kings 15, verse 6. So we want to find out how. How? Why? Because anyone, when you read this, does that, you must stop reading the Bible and begin to think, how? Why? Let, but let's read the 6th. 2 Kings chapter 15, verse 6. Amen. Mm -hmm. As for the other events of Azariah's reign and all he did, are all he did are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of judah amen so the bible says all that this azariah or king uziah did mm -hmm. he said it is written in the book of the annals of what of the kings. kings means chronicle the annals means chronicle i think other version use the book chronicle read the niv please okay. for me use he said it's written in the book of what chronicles okay. The King James. King James, the book of Chronicles. And the rest of the acts of Azariah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So the Bible says, now to know what he did, all that he did, we have it is written in the book of what? Chronicles. Yeah. So we are going to go to what? The book of what? Chronicles. So let's go to Second Chronicles. Because we want to find out why God will strike his king, who is right before him with leprosy and never heal him and let him die in leprosy and allow leprosy to bring an end of his throne, his kingship, after 52 years. Amen. Amen. So you see that in order to know, you have to read the book of what? Chronicles. Chronicles. So the Bible, every book in the Bible is important. In fact, many of the things Jesus said, in order to really understand it, you must know the Old Testament. Because many of the things Jesus said was based on what has already, already been written in Genesis, in Isaiah. And he, many of it, he continued. So if you don't know what was written in Isaiah, you don't know what was written even in the Psalms, or Genesis, you will not understand Matthew. You will not understand Timothy. Amen. In fact, when you take the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are all different. There are things Matthew wrote about, John never wrote. Things John wrote about, Matthew never wrote. Things Luke wrote about, nothing. In fact, four of them all portray Jesus from a different angle. One showed that Jesus is the son of man. The other showed that Jesus is a king. The other showed that Jesus is the son of God. Amen. Amen. So I'm just saying this to say every book, every word in the Bible is important. So if God did not bring the book of Chronicles, we wouldn't understand and we'll never find the secrets. And we can never learn from Uzziah. And we might end up repeating that same mistake before God. And we will get spiritual leprosy. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says we can, if we want to find out, we have to go to the book of what? Chronicles. So let's open our Bible to Second Chronicles. Let's continue and find out all about what? Uzziah. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Chapter 26, verse 1 to 3 first. The reason why we are reading the first verse 1 to 3, we've already read it in Second Kings. But I want you to know that 
Isaiah is the same as what Uzziah, yeah. and also that this is talking about what King Uzziah. So let's read it. Okay. Second, what Chronicles twenty six verse one to three. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Chronicles twenty six one to three. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. He was the one who rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah, and Amaziah rested with his ancestors. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jecoliah. She was from Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says Uzziah, we've already read it, was 16 years old, who, and he became what? King, and he reigned in what? Uh, Judah. So he was the king of what? Judah. So as I said, the only reason why we read the one to three is to show you that we are still talking about the same person. That Azariah is also is like Azariah, what Uzziah. Uzziah is what? Azariah. Amen. 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 Now read the four. Let's read the four. We are learning about King Uzziah today. Amen. Amen. So look at Second Chronicles 26 verse 4. Amen. Mm. Second Chronicles 26 verse 4. Mm -hmm. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. Amen. So the Bible clearly say King Uzziah did what was right in the eyes of God. Amen. Amen. So meaning he was right with what? God. As a king from the age of 16, he did what was right. So it means in his judgment, in his service, in his work with God, he did what was right before God, meaning he did obey the word of God. He did work in the principles and the law of God to do what is right before God. That's what it means. Mm. Note, before God, he didn't say before man. Mm. There's a lot of things that is right before men, but never right before God. Yes, you understand? A lot of things that will be right before man, but like paying back evil for evil. Before man, many people think it's alright, but before God, amen. So he did, meaning he did obey the word of God. He did work in the principles of God. He did work in the law, the status of what? God. He did obey the word. Now read the six for me, please. Sorry, the five. We just read the four. Yeah. Read the five. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles 26, verse 5. Mm -hmm. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Amen. So God, the Bible went us to give us understanding how come he did right before. Because Bible says he sought God, meaning he seek God. He did not seek anything. He sought God. And Bible says, in the days of what? Zachariah. So meaning when he was seeking God, Zachariah was the high priest. Amen. And Bible says, Zachariah was a good pastor. He had understanding of the ways of God. Meaning Zachariah as a pastor knew that when it comes to God, we do this, we don't do this. This is what his way is. And Bible says, he sought God with Zachariah, meaning Zachariah was his what? Pastors. 
it was his pastor and Zachariah taught him remember he became king yeah. at the age of 16 what to do what not to do taught him how to pray how to offer sacrifice how to consult God how to judge by the word of God how to lead the people of God how to know what is for God and what is not for him what he's allowed to and what he's not allowed to even though as a king and Bible say he prospered but there was a key there Bible say, as long as he sought the Lord, he prospered. Meaning, what is this teaching us? As long as we sought God, we will prosper. Meaning, as long as we stop seeking God, we will begin not to prosper. So it means that as long as I, as a pastor, I preach the word of God, I love the people, I am honest, I will prosper. But the moment I stop praying, the moment I think that people belong to me, the moment I start misbehaving, I will begin to sink. Meaning, you as a member, as long as you follow God by obeying his word, you will prosper. It doesn't matter how long, but it means the moment you stop seeking the Lord, the prosperity, prosperity is not riches. Prosperity means success, all around success. Prosperity is not riches. To be prosperous means to be successful in life, your marriage, with your children, your finances, your health. So it means that it also teaches us that it is what? With God, it is ongoing. Thank God you've been a Christian for two years. Thank God you've been a Christian for five years. Thank God you've been a Christian for 40 years. You've been a pastor for two years. But it's good. But now it doesn't matter. What matters is today and tomorrow. So the Bible says, as long as he sought God, he prospered, meaning for the 52 years, he did prosper. Meaning for the fifth, God was king for 52 years. Meaning for the 52 years, he sought God. I didn't say it. And he sought God in the right way. He didn't say, I am a king, so I must know. He sought God by the priest of God, by the past, uh, pastor of what? God. God, the Bible say, under what? Zachariah, who understood the ways other versions say the visions of God, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. It also teaches us that if we are seeking God and really want to know God, we will need a pastor of God who understands the way of God to help us know God's way. Please, are we getting it? Yes, okay, so. Wow, so far so good with King Uziah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder God said he was right in all what? His ways. Now, let's continue to read. Amen. Amen. When we read the second Kings chapter 6 verse 5, not there, it said the pastor Zachariah taught him in the ways of what? God. Isn't it what it says? Oh, you mean the Second Chronicles? Yes, Second Chronicles. Chapter 26, verse 5. five. Yes, I know yes. we've read it. Let's repeat it again. Mm. Hallelujah. Second mm. Chronicles 26, verse 5. Mm-hmm. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of, of God. Amen. So can the, 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 the hitter go off? Is it possible? Yes. So he said he instructed him in the fear of what? God. Other versions say he instructed him in the visions of God. It's the same thing. Meaning, yeah. what the role of a pastor is to teach you about God, the ways of God. And by that, as you obey it, you what? 
prosper. And for a pastor to teach you in the way of God is not to teach you his principle or his experience, but to teach you God's way, the word from the word. Please, I understand. I'm showing you because he prospered, because he was taught in the ways of God and he followed, he sought God. He didn't so, uh, seek the pastor. It was God that he sought. But to find God, to have God, you will need his servant to teach you his way. Please, are, are we getting the difference? Yes. Yes. Amen. So what is taught? I want to, you to understand. When you are taught a thing, you are showed how to, but you must do it. Do you understand? I was taught how to drive a car, but I must drive the car. The one who taught me the car over 20 years ago is gone, long time going. Sorry, how to drive the car. But he taught me that I will be driving. So for over 20 years, every now when I'm driving, I must remember and put those things in what? Practice. Please, are you understanding me? Yes. So Bible says, as long as he sought God, what? He prospered. Mm -hmm. The Bible gave us the greatness and the things that this king achieved. Because when the Bible says he prospered, the Bible began to show us some of his prosperity. Prosperity means success. Riches is a subset. Riches means purely money. But prosperity means what? Success. Second Kings 26 verse 6. Let's read the 6. It will begin to show us, amen, Second some of his, sorry, Second Chronicles, forgive me, we are reading Chronicles, Second Chronicles 26 verse 6. Mm -hmm. Amen, Second Chronicles 26 verse 6. Mm -hmm. He went to war against the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, mm -hmm. Jabneth, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. Amen. Amen. So Bible said he went to war against the Philistines and destroyed the Philistines. Yeah. He, he is the only king in the Bible who finished the Philistines. Yeah. And Bible said he was able to build cities in the land of the Philistines. Let's not forget that King Saul was called to destroy the Philistines and he failed. Mm -hmm. When David came, he fought all the Philistines but he won, but he didn't finish them. Solomon didn't fight any, like, didn't really fight any battles. Mm -hmm. All the kings didn't, but Hezekiah overcame them. Mm -hmm. He fought. Sorry, Uzziah mm -hmm. overcame them. He fought. He conquered the Philistines. And he built, not just conquer, he built on them. Wow. Amen. Amen. Look at seven. How possible it is. And Bible says he built towns. We are looking at his prosperity, his success as a king. He built towns. But what's the secret? Let's read the seven, 26 Amen. verse 7. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles 26 verse 7. Mm -hmm. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabs who lived in Gebal and against the Meunites spread, uh, sorry, again and against the Meunites. Amen. So Bible gave us the secret that the way he, the reason why he was successful because God what helped him, helped him yeah. against the Philistines, against the Arabs, all those people. Why would God help him? Because we've already read because he was seeking the Lord. And as long as he sought the Lord, he prospered. As long as he was seeking the Lord, God helped him. So his ability to Destroy the Philistine, build towns and city. The, the power behind was the help of what? Mm. God. Yeah. Let's read the eight. Mm -hmm. 
8. Amen. We are looking at his what? Prosperity. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles 26 verse 8. Mm -hmm. The Ammonite brought tribute to Uzziah and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. Amen. So Bible says, Bible says, listen, kingdoms be mm -hmm. began to bring to all tribute to him, mm -hmm. meaning he was great that other kingdoms was under him. Wow. And Bible says he became famous to the extent that even Egypt respected him. Mm -hmm. And his kingdom stretched mm -hmm. all the way to the borders of Egypt. Egypt. Now what many don't realize is, after the Babylonian uh, Egyptian empire, Babylon was mm -hmm. next. Uh, sorry. Those days, Egypt, if today we say Egypt was like, Egypt is the today's America. Mm -hmm. Amen. And Bible says he became what? Very what? Great. It's not a surprise that he, had, he became great. Why? Because God was what? Helping what? Mm -hmm. Him. And not God wasn't helping him because he was favored or lucky. Because he was seeking what? God. God. So this is, is showing us how great, God read that he was great, God helped him. So uh, we read that he was what? Prosperous, successful, we can be as looking at his prosperity, his success, how great what? He was. So towns, cities, countries brought him tribute, meaning they were under him. They were under him. He was a very great king of Judah. Very great king. Wow. Did we read the eight? Yeah, it was the eight we just read, isn't it? No, we read the... Yes, yes, we read So the read the nine to ten. Mm -hmm. I want to show you more about King Hosea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Second Chronicles 26, yeah, nine yeah. to ten. So far, Second Chronicles 26, nine to ten. Uh -huh. Amen. Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. He also built towers in the wilderness and dug many cisterns, cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and in the fertile land, for he loved the soil. Amen. We are blessed. The Bible was showing us the prosperity. So he said he fortified Jerusalem, meaning his time, Jerusalem became a greater and better and stronger what? city. Jerusalem is the city of God. And Bible says he did sister, meaning development. Sister is running water. So in his time, he had a system that bring water through the city and other places and to the farmyard. Yeah, he was very great. And Bible says he had many livestock. So livestock stand for business, it's money. He had many. So King Uzziah was great. He was prosperous. Amen. Look at the 11 to 14. Amen. 11 to 14. Hallelujah. We'll blow your mind more. Second Chronicles 26, mm -hmm. 11 to 14. Mm -hmm. Uzziah had a well-trained army mm -hmm. ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers as mustered by jail. The secretary and Messiah, the officer, you, the officer under the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. The total number of family, the total number of family leaders over the fighting men was two thousand six hundred, 
under their command was an army of 307,500 men trained for a war, trained for war, a powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Uzziah provided shields, spears, helmets, coats of armor, bows and sling stones for the entire army in in Jerusalem, he made devices in just 14 for now. Yes, okay, amen. So, Bible said he had a well trained what army, army. Mm -hmm. and not only well trained but well equipped yeah. army in his time. His army had all the equipment, no wonder all the nation was tribute to him. So, by all standards, this is the true meaning of prosperity all around prosperity. Amen. And Bible says he had army that was ready at any time. So he was a great king. There was economic prosperity. There was peace. There was flourishing. Nations came to bring their taxes to him. He was also an inventor in his days. He invented and made machines that in his time wasn't there. In his days, his war machines was the state-of-the-art equipment. Let's read that one, the 15. 26 verse 15. I'm showing you the greatness of Uzziah. Second Chronicles 26, 15. Mm -hmm. In Jerusalem, he made devices invented for use on the towers and on the corner defenses so that soldiers could shoot arrows and hurl large stones from the walls. His fame spread far and wide for he was greatly helped until he became powerful. Amen. So Bible says he made devices. Other versions say he invented devices, war machines. Mm. So if like, so the devices invented, the Babylonian Empire, all those, they copy his devices. Yeah, he made the devices to shoot many arrows. Whereas everybody was to shoot stones, all those things. He invented them. And Bible say he became what? Great. Amen. The fifth isn't what he said. He became great. And he said he be, he continued to work stronger. And his fame what? Spread all over the world. So in the days of Uzziah when he was a king, if it's today, the whole world knew. That he is the greatest. And every nation reckon what? With him. But the Bible says he was marvelously what? Helped till he be, he was what? He became powerful. Powerful. Remember, he was great. So when he was great, it didn't stop. He was marvelously helped till he became powerful, meaning very great. Beyond comprehension. But who was helping him? Remember, we read from the beginning, yeah. because God would help him. And how come he continued to work stronger, greater, and greater? But is there? Say, as long as he sought the Lord. As long as God was his God. God helped him. And he went from great to powerful. His fame that was up to the borders of Egypt increased to the whole world. His Prosperity that had a well-equipped army and soldiers move on into inventions of higher technique what weapons. And God was backing him. All because he seek the Lord. Also because he had a good teacher to teach him. Because the Bible brought that. 
and even named the name of the pastor. Zachariah. Wow. He was a great king. Even if we compare him and David and so on, maybe there will be. But as I said, you can't take three kings of Israel or Judah and leave him out. Out. Even the father Bible said he was what? Right in all the things before what? God. So Uziah, God prospered him from the age of 16. Many of the kings that become kings in 16 years, in their 20s they die. But he reigned for 53 years, meaning he was a king at least up to what? 68 what? Yes. So look at what, how God has prospered. Who? Uziah. So that song we sing, I'm reigning for you. I'm reigning for you and I'm just 16. Ooh, yeah. It's about Uziah. Yeah. It's about Uziah. Because we say he started serving the Lord at 16 years. It also means that when you are 16 years, you can serve God. Listen, 16 years can serve God. You can serve God. You can work for God. You are not a child. 16 years people are having sex. Why can't they serve God? Even in fact, when you study their curriculum, Maybe 12, 13 year old, they are taught about family planning and all those things. Mm -hmm. 16 year people are able to braid hair from beginning to what? End. End, isn't it? it they are able to go on the internet, join all this technology, social media things, so you can serve God. Yes. So when you are 20 and 20, you think you are young to serve God, that one you have failed crap. <laughs> <laughs> so Uziah showed us that as long as 16 years with a good pastor, you can serve God yes. and serve God and work for God. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Praise the Lord Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. Mm. But there's a but. So why would God strike him? That's what we are trying to find out. Because the Bible says God is the one who helped him to become not just great, but powerful. But there's a but. Look at the 16. Second Chronicles chapter 26, <clears throat> verse 16. There's a bat. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Chronicles 26, 16. Mm -hmm. But after Uzziah became powerful, mm -hmm. his pride led to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord, his God, and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the no, altar. No, 16, just 16. Yes. Mm -hmm. To burn incense on the altar of incense. Amen. Amen. Oh. Bible says, after God has made him very powerful, very successful, Bible says he
became proud. His heart was lifted up. <clears throat> he became proud. And Bible says when he became proud, God did what? Mm, strike, strike him what? Down. Isn't it what he said? Yeah. His pride left his downfall. Bible says he became proud after all the success. He became proud. And Bible said he's proud. His pride let him what? Down. This is why I call the foolishness of humans. If we forget our maker, we take things for granted. In connection with God and even in connection with us, some people, their appearance brings them up and now they are something and they despise their parent. Some people, God take them from nowhere Raise them, raise them, and now they even know better than God. Now, but Bible said, after he had, God has made him powerful, his heart became proud, meaning he became proud. And Bible said his, his own pride brought him what? Down. And Bible said he became proud. How did he become proud? By what? Offering what? Incense on the altar of the Lord. So not like the Bible is accused. The Bible show how he exhibited his pride before God. And we have to know exactly what happened. So let's read exactly what happened. The 16. How did he become what? Proud. The 16. Amen. To 19. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles 26, 16 to 19. Mm -hmm. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led mm -hmm. to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Azariah the priest with 80 other courageous priests of the Lord followed him in. They confronted King Uzziah and said, It is not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is for the priest, the descendant of Aaron, who have been consecrated to burn incense. Leave the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will not be honored by the Lord, by the Lord God. Amen. Amen. Wow. So the Bible showed her how he became proud. Amen. Amen. To what? God. Bible says he went into the house of God as the king of God. And he said, I am coming to offer incense to God. Offering incense to God is a good thing. Mm. When you read the Bible, it says incense must never, they must offer incense to God on his altar. And the priest said, good, but you are not the one to offer what offer. offer incense it god has chosen the priest to offer what incense so don't do that he said no i will and he began to offer the incense in other words he was saying that i am the king god has made me powerful i can bear incense but the priest was saying no god has not chosen you, giving you the right, the authority to what? Offer incense in his temple. But that has been given to the priest, the children of what? 
Levite. Amen. And he said, no, I will. And he brought, the high priest brought 80 powerful pastors to tell him that that is not your place. Yes, you are the king. Yes, we are under you. But this God has not asked you to do it. And Bible says he will know what? Listen, it's the same today. It's the same today. One brother said to me, he said to me, he said, we are all pastors. He said, we are all pastors because the Bible says we are all priests. I said, yes, you are right. The Bible says we are all priests. But the Bible says only some of us has been ordained and anointed as priests. We are all priesthood, every Christian. But not all Christians have been ordained and what? Anointed. Today you hear Christians say, Pastors are nothing. I can also be a pastor. Amen. All Uzziah did was cross the line. It is the same when we ask someone to lead worship. And maybe you are, you are, you've been a Christian more than what? You've been in the church or you've been a Christian before the person. You look down the person. You have forgotten that it is what? God. You have forgotten that the person is standing before God and what? Leading what? The worship. Please continue for me. What happened? What happened? Amen. Amen. And uh, Sorry, Second Chronicles 26, verse uh, 19. Mm -hmm. yes. Uzziah, who had a censer in his hand ready to burn incense, became angry. Mm -hmm. While he was raging at the priest in their presence before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. Amen. Amen. So God, when they say God stroke him with leprosy, this is the reason why God would stroke him with leprosy. But this is the revelation of some of the lessons. He was the king of God. He was seeking God. He loved God. God was the one helping him. Isn't it? God made him stronger, prosperous, very powerful. But when he became proud against God, God struck him with what? Leprosy. How did he become proud? He became not been given the authority by God to do. You see, he forgot that he wasn't dealing with the priest. He forgot that he was dealing with God. They were only servant of God. He forgot that the word of God said no one except the priest can burn what? Incense before the Lord. He forgot that even though he is king, even though God is with him, even though God has made him powerful, that same God does not allow him to burn what? Incense. And Bible says they were begging and he rather was fighting them. And Bible said God stroke him with what? Leprosy. How many Christians has been struck by God himself with leprosy spiritually? Because they cross the boundary when they come to God. In fact, from this thing, to cross your boundary is pride. It's pride. Because Bible said this is pride. This is how he became proud. What is this teaching us? 
that whenever you are dealing with God or a person of God or anything regarding God, it's not about you. It's about God. The priest is not about you. The priests were under uh, Uzziah because he was the king. But still, they were standing in for God. When a person is in church leading worship, that moment is not the person, it's the servant of God. When you see an usher, say, oh, sit here, it's not just an usher. He's ushering people before God. When I am dealing with members, I don't deal with them as humans. I deal with them as vessels of God, children of God. So I am careful how I deal with them. Because if I deal with them in a certain way, God who died for them will be or can can, can be angry at me. It doesn't matter even if I'm a pastor. Because, yeah, you see, anything God, you must respect it. So if a soul come, it is God who has brought that soul. That soul is God's soul. The soul is not for me as a pastor. It is Christ. So I have to respect that soul. I have to value that soul. I have to be careful how I deal with that soul. But the problem is we don't see God where God is and in the things of God. But Bible says, no, though, he was cursed by God himself. In, in what? In the church. In the church. So you, when you go to church, instead of a blessing, you can come with leprosy. Oh, yes. That's why sometimes church we say, don't do that, don't do that, we don't do that. We are not joking. And not, not the priest. The priest didn't curse him. The priest didn't say, even all the priest was doing was begging him. It was God himself who dealt with him. And this is a man that God himself said he was right before him. But see, he crossed the line. Why? Because of pride. And when you read, even though God cursed him, the Bible says it is not God. It is his own word. Pride that brought him down. Why? Because the Bible says pride comes before fall. So if you are not proud before God, God will not bring you down. So when we begin to say, this pastor, as for pastor, that is a sign of pride. I know, I know, because listen, I was once an unbeliever became I be, before I became a believer, before I became a pastor. Before I became a pastor, I was a, a believer. So I know how believers also think. And I hear Jesus Dancer campaign every day, believers who come and talk against pastors. And many of those believers, you could see pride, pride. He crossed the line. I thought carefully myself, why? Where did he get it wrong? I mean, Kinuzia was doing very well. Even when the priest was telling him, why didn't he see it? Because he knew the scripture. We read that he was taught the scriptures from the beginning. And it's clearly in the scripture, we won't read that, that the burning of incense, the work of the temple is for the Levites only. And he must have read that even that is what Saul did. And Saul lost what? His what? Throne, isn't it? Yeah. Prophet Samuel said, wait, when I come, we'll make the sacrifice. And he went on to make what? 
the sacrifice. Meanwhile, making sacrifice is good, but it is not for God's kings to make sacrifice, nor God's people to make the sacrifice. It is for the priest of God to make what? The sacrifice. Sacrifice is not bad. Burning the incense wasn't bad. It's a good thing. But it is not for the king of God to bear incense. It was for the priest of God who has been ordained, who is wearing the priestly garment to make the, to burn incense. So the fact that it's a good thing doesn't mean you have to do it or you have to say it. Is it in your place before the Lord and in the Lord? Because there are spiritual authority. The fact that you want to preach does not mean preach. Have you, has it been given to you by God? Have you been allowed by God? There are rules. There are authority. Gift is different, but authority is another ball game. When I, when I go to Ghana, I see my father in the Lord. Last time when I went, my father in the Lord came to pe- meet me at the airport, which was a blessing. And he sat in the car and he spoke to me like a friend. And I also spoke like a friend. When we go home, he said, let's pray. When he prayed for me, he said, okay, good night, I'm going. Oh, I said, please wait. And I knelt down before him and I gave him his present. Why did I kneel down? I want him to know, even though he's talking to me, laughing with me, I am still his child in the Lord. He is still in authority. He's still the father. It has got nothing to do with gifting riches. A father, no matter how poor he is, he hasn't even been to school. You have been to invest everything, but he's still what? Your father is an authority. It's an authority. I wasn't doing it for him. I'm doing it for myself. I want to be sure that I have not been deceived to think we are co-equals. It, it is not a matter of who is doing well. No, a father is a father. If my father or your mother doesn't even have a house and you have 10 house, he's your mother. There are things you see that you need your mother. You don't even have the courage to. Amen. So I'm thinking, how can he get it wrong? Because he must have been taught. Because the Bible says he had a good pastor. But I see, pride blinds you. That's what pride does. Because in the temple, we read that did they say 80? 80 yes. pastors mm. 80 pastors all are saying that this is not the way this will not lead you through but many Christians are like that they want a way mm-hmm. your pastor said that is not the way and they even go to other pastors and the other pastors will say the same thing pastors do not obey the word so how? how? because pride makes you blind there are a lot of things you never pick up or see when you are proud. It is only when you are humble before your eyes open. You see, do you know there's a sickness called, is it Catri? The nurses should know that. I've, I don't know whether I've pronounced it right. Uh, if you are there, you can hear me. You, you can put it on. The, so this is a form of blindness. By this blindness, you're, 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 you see, oh, but something come on your eyes then. Now your angle of view begins to be smaller. So you can see also, you see by what you don't realize that you don't see this side. Now you are seeing this side, then it's closing. That's how pride does you. Slow, slow, the more you are proud, eventually close. So even though you see, you don't see a lot of area. As someone sent me the name, what's the name? Cataract. Cataract, yeah. That's how pride is. It begins to make your, close your vision, make your vision small. So you don't see obvious things around you. It blinds you. 
So your marriage, you are 100% wrong, but you don't see. You think your partner rather is wrong, but you are 100% wrong. But all because you are proud, you think I'm the man. Or, or as for a woman, that thought alone has blinded you because it's a seed of pride. It's has blinded you. So he didn't see it. But then I kept asking myself, why that? Why that? Why that? And this is the conclusion I drew. Now, the Bible did not say that was the cause. The Bible showed us that that thing he did means he was pride. He was lifted up. And God brought him down by striking him forth. Leprosy. In fact, read the 21. You see that God never healed him. He died in leprosy. Because the man God struck him with leprosy, that was the end of what? His kinship. Why? Because he couldn't see anybody. Because it was contagious. And there was no cure for it. So he died as a leper. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Second Chronicles 26, 21. Mm -hmm. King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in a separate house. Leprosy and banned from the temple of the Lord. Jotham, his son, had charge of the palace and governed the people of the land. So he died as a leper. The leprosy, God never healed him. The moment he had, he lost his word, throne. He was separated. He was also banned from coming into the house of God. What a shame. When Jesus or said, the zeal of the house of God shall kill me. When David said, the house of God, the doors, God preferred the doors of the house of his house than the homes of Israel. So to ban you from the house of God for a Christian is a shame. It's the lowest, the greatest punishment. When the Bible says, they that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. When David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Zion. So that was the greatest punishment. The Bible says, his son became what? King. So God took away the kingship. All his powers, all his powerful. Do you see within a twink of an eye, he lost all things. He became nothing. We read he was taking tribute and everything, but all was seized instantly. So I tell people, you see, before God, you are nothing. Just one small sickness, that's your end. That's one small thing, that is your end. What you have achieved 10, 20 years, if God says he will touch you, within a week, you can lose all. And I, I, I've seen it as a pastor. Yeah, yeah. But... This is what I thought might, might, no, might be the problem. Because we read in 2 Chronicles, which let's read again, chapter 26, verse 5, that he was taught by Zachariah, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Please read it for me. 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5. Mm -hmm. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. So, at 16 years, his pastor was Zachariah. Yeah. But now, when he was 68 years, because this is 53 years from 16, his pastor was in Zachariah. The priest was rather Azira. Let's read it, the 26 verse 17. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2 Chronicles 26, 17. Mm -hmm. Azariah, the priest with 80 other courageous priests of the Lord, followed him in. Amen. Amen. So now, Azariah was the priest, mm. meaning Zachariah is dead. Mm. 
and he became king 18. Mm -hmm. So it was more 16. It was more likely that the high priest was very what, old. Mm -hmm. So it more likely that the high priest died. One thing for sure from the Bible. At that time, the, he became proud. Zachariah was in what? The high priest. Yeah. Azariah was the high priest. So this is what I'm thinking. Note, this is what I'm thinking. Was it that he thought Azariah is nothing? Because he thought, you are small, but I'm older than you and I'm your king. And I know everything. My pastor is dead. Because many Christians, that's what they think. One of the unbelievers, unbelieving people I meet in this life are unbelieving Christians. They are still waiting and hoping on that pastor who was a good pastor, anointed, who trained them 10 years ago. But they have forgotten that this new pastor is not that pastor, but he's still a pastor of God. And all you need is God. All you need is a man of God that is not about a pastor, but it's about a God. Because I believe if it was Zachariah that told him no, he would stop. But when it was Azariah and the other priest, no. He was king. He became so proud. When did you become a Christian? Oh, these people, oh, when did you become a Christian? You hear this many Christians saying, oh, he's a new boy. He's not dead. No, no, no. Even, even if he's 16 years old and he, uh, he is the one who is an usher, not see the God in him. He's working for God. That moment, he's a vessel of God. And this is how many people manifest their pride against God. When you enter the church, everything in the church, every, every morning dawn when I was praying, I bring all who minister before God. I say, God, they are your vessels. Empty them. Use them. Because truly that moment, the person is leading prayer. Yes, she's not the pastor. He's not the pastor. But that moment, that moment, he is the vessel of God. He's the one that the Holy Spirit is on. He's the one that the Holy Spirit is using. You must see nothing other than God in him when the person says oh, let's lift up our hands you are sitting because he's a sister but if it was the pastor you lift up your hand you are failed because it's not about the pastor it's about god it's about that vessel that moment that the holy spirit is upon that has been given the authority to lead that moment if you begin to see god in anything god you will have god like this service. If you see it as a service, you express and receive. But if you see it as a broadcast, as a talking, it's a, it will be a broadcast and a talking to you. So this is what I think. Because I don't know why you make that mistake. I don't know why they will bring 80 pastors all to tell you that the path you have taken is what? Wrong. But as I said, because that's what pride what? That. We believe. You have been blessed by the teachings of God's Word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.